Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in for another great interview. Before I start talking about my guests, just a quick reminder to thumbs up this video if you enjoy it, and make sure to subscribe and turn on that notification bell. That way you don't miss any super cool content or interviews. My guest for this interview will be a really awesome hard rock band based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I had the opportunity to interview them about a year ago, and I'm very excited to have them back on the show. They are Abby K. Very recently, they released an awesome new single entitled Better Off. The single really rocks, and I'm a huge fan of Better Off. In this interview, we're going to chat about the new single, Better Off, the Nashville music scene, favorite songs to perform live, and so much more. So let's dive into this interview. Let's go. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. I got some really great guests with me at this time, making their second appearance here on Super Cool Radio. They released an awesome new single entitled Better Off on February 24th. Please welcome Abby Kay. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Of course. Very nice to have you guys back on. I think it was about a year, I believe, uh, some, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. I think it was, um, when did 99 come out? Yeah, about the same time last year. So like mid late February. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> All good. Uh, before we go too far, making up Abby K joining me at this time. We have Abby on bass and vocals and Diego on guitar. Yes. So before we get to uh, talking about the new single and everything else that I have planned, uh, I'm going to start off with this fun, slightly challenging question to kick everything off. Uh, what has been the best concert you've been to and the best concert you have performed at? The best concert I've been to was actually more recent. Um, I went to, it was, okay, it was Lilith Czar opening for The Warning, opening for The Pretty Reckless, opening for Hailstorm. I cried a lot. Um, and it was just like, it was really amazing to see not only four of my favorite bands, but four female bands up there rocking. Like it was really inspiring to come back home and work harder. Um, that was definitely my favorite concert that I've ever been to. And then the favorite that I've played is probably opening for Dorothy um, this past summer in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It was really awesome. It was a really great venue, great staff. Um, we had an absolute blast there. Very nice. Uh, both uh, really, really great shows. Uh, that that uh, The lineup for the concert you said sounds amazing. I, I recently discovered The Warning like last week, so I've been really jamming out to them this week. Yeah. <laughs> 
Daniel, how about for you? Ooh, it's a tie between. Um, I recently saw Ice Nine Kills a couple months back. They're one of my favorite bands, and I love anything horror and spooky. So, like, really, that was just a fun audience to be in. That or I saw this back when I lived in California. I saw this local band called the Maxies. They're like this ska punk band, but they all wear masks and they all have this gimmick. And their mascot was this guy in a polar bear outfit who was obviously intoxicated. Um, so he was like running on the stage. He tripped and fell into the audience, kicking someone in the face, and he would mosh in the audience. So that was just like a really memorable show for me. And uh, best show we played, I have to agree with Abby, it was the Dorothy show. That was just a lot of fun, great stage, fantastic audience. It was just a good time. Right on. It sounds like some really great shows. I, I saw Ice Nine uh, probably, what, three, two, three years ago, something like that, I think, too. And uh, I obviously, for knowing their music, but then seeing their stage show, they are, they, they're amazing. They kill it every time, pun intended. Um, <laughs> see? Say, uh, master my craft sometimes, depending on the day of the week. Uh, but, but no, they're they're really awesome. And also, I mean, if there's an intoxicated person in a uh, polar bear outfit, that sounds. I mean, you can't can't top that. It sounds amazing. Oh, that was fun. And so, before we start talking about the single "Better Off," uh, you guys are based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, what is the music scene like in Nashville? Ooh, okay. So I think there's a lot of different aspects. Um, one that I'm really into. This is kind of like my day job here. Uh, I play on Broadway four nights a week. Um, it's four hour cover gigs. It's all requests, all tips. It is a wild, wild scene. Um, it's it's very interesting. I have lots of stories, some that I keep to myself, some that I love to share. Um, so I play Broadway a lot. That's kind of like, it doesn't necessarily ha help the artist gig as Abby Kay, but um, it's still paying my bills playing music. And then of course you have the, the writers round and more of the, the songwriting aspect. But then also I think the metal scene in Nashville is growing a lot more in the past couple years. You know, it started out as mainly country music and we still get all the time, yeah, we're a rock metal band in Nashville. Nashville, that's, that's country music. Well, it's really not anymore. Um, it's really starting to get more diverse. So that's kind of what I think it's like uh, there's there's a lot of different paths that you can take here in Nashville. So just trying to kind of have your foot in a little bit of everything. Oh, definitely for for sure. I know I've talked to a few bands uh, from Nashville, and um, it, that's what they also say. It's becoming very very diverse. There's all, there's always uh, shows going on. There's a lot to do in yeah. Nashville. Uh, so what what is some story that you can share uh, on this podcast? Oh man, okay. Um, all right, we'll, we'll just go full on crazy. Okay, so okay. I have a lot of, this is so gross. I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I have a lot of feet stories. Um, Diego's already mad at me for telling this. Okay, so one of them is I was playing a nine hour shift. And if you know me, I'm a full on rocker. I wear my leather boots, like I'm, I'm rocking it out. And so like eight hours into my nine hour gig, I was like, I cannot wear these shoes anymore. So I took off my shoes um, and I was still doing my job. I was playing the show. Well, this old woman came up to the stage and she started rubbing my feet while I was playing. And I was like, oh, okay, um, no thank you. And she was like, oh, come on. I'll just give you a little foot massage here. It was like, 
I don't really know what to do about this. Um, and believe it or not, that is not the only foot story that I have on Broadway. I don't know why that happened, but it gets a lot worse. So yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. If I ever go to Nashville, uh, uh, a lot of feet stuff that goes on. <laughs> Nashville City. Yeah, I come home every night. I'm like, Diego, guess what happened today? It's, I think also being like a young girl on Broadway, Broadway is like probably 95% men. So I, we just, all of us kind of stick together and we share our stories. It's just like, well, what happened to you today? It's, it's a good time. 95% intoxicated men. That's yeah. true. Uh, have you seen any uh, wear a polar bear mascot? Unfortunately, no, not yet. Okay, well, there's always I'll keep you updated to. though. It'll happen sooner or later. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, uh, so, Diego, uh, how about uh, your perspective on Nashville? Do you have any feed stories? Uh, crazy. Believe it or not, I don't have any feed stories. Wow. Um, but honestly, I feel like Abby kind of hit it on the head. A lot of people assume that Nashville is just country music but it, it is strip music city there's so much going on underneath the surface because on the surface yeah you've got all like the pop country and all the big you know it's like oh the grand Ole opry dolly parton whatever all this history but there's so much going on underneath that's not even just the creative aspect but like the industry aspect as well like there's a store here i love called uh, or not even so much a store it's called tour supply it's kind of like the hidden gem of like the touring industry and there's just so much going on that people don't really acknowledge. And so I think if you want to make it in music, this is definitely a great place. You just got to put in the work. Oh, definitely. For sure. A lot of opportunity there in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, hope we'll, we'll see if you guys, uh, when you guys come back on, we'll have uh, any more crazy stories to say. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> so obviously getting down a little bit more business, beat stories aside. Uh, obviously, so the new single, Better Off, will be available to, uh, February 24th. So for you guys, um, uh, what can people expect musically and lyrically uh, from the new single? If you've listened to our stuff before, throw that out the window. It's, it's nothing like that. Um, you know, I started writing and releasing music at 16. And I think then I was kind of trying to fit the young girl pop star kind of like image that I give off sometimes. And now I think I've just grown into not really caring what other people want to hear from me and just doing what I know that I was made to do. So it's much heavier than it has been before. And this is the first single from the album that we're going to release soon. And this is kind of bridging everyone into getting ready for what's to come. If you think this is heavier than what we've done before, the album is going to be even heavier than Better Off. Right. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, listening to the new album, but uh, I really enjoy Better Off. Uh, it, it's definitely the hardest rocking song you guys uh, have put out. And I really like 99 degrees Celsius, geez, uh, 99 degrees Celsius. But also, uh, I really enjoy Better Off just a little bit more, just because I think it rocks a little bit harder than 99 degrees Celsius. Yeah, I agree. And also, I think the, the production value has really increased um, just over time. We've gotten better in the studio. We've um, we've learned a lot along the way. But also, we actually we recorded this one with a really awesome production team here in Nashville with Tori Laqueta from Tesla 
uh, Jeff Kersey and Brian Gamboa. So we, we love those three guys. They're amazing, but they really helped bring this song to life for us. Oh yeah, de definitely listen to it. I can definitely tell um, just compared to 99 degrees Celsius that the production, you stepped up production, you stepped up the hard rockness of it, and you had a really great team uh, that you guys were working with to produce better off. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's not only just like unlike anything that we've done before, but I think it's kind of taking us in the direction that we've wanted to go and just really not known how to get there or what to do to be able to make it happen. So it's really exciting for us. Oh, definitely. It definitely uh, really sounds like you guys are really evolving your sound. Obviously, I've listened to like the you know the the first stuff you kind of put out, but this stuff I I very much enjoy. It's really awesome. So I definitely look forward to seeing how you guys evolve into that style. Yeah, thank you. So uh, Diego, how about for you? How was it uh, recording? Uh, better off. It was definitely a whole different experience. Uh, well, I got caught off guard. Uh, one thing I really liked that was fun was originally that song was tuned higher. When we were in the studio, we're like, it feels much more natural if we tune it lower. So it was kind of fun to just like, you know, go to like drop B and go to like the real like heavy metal tuning. And yeah, because like that was definitely, um, how long ago did we write that one? So I think I brought you the song in 2019. 2019? No, no. that's not right. If anything, it would have been like tail 20... of 2020 into 2021, maybe. I have my years wrong. It was 2021. Yeah. It was like January of 2021. Yeah. I, I sent you the song and I was like, hey, you want to you wanna work on this? Mm -hmm. So it was still a song that was kind of worked on when I still lived in California. She still lived in North Carolina. So it was written by email. So it's like, you know, before we went to the studio, we had a very different vision for it. But then once we went in, because, like, yeah, it was tuned up higher. It was a more, I guess, traditional vibe. But then once we were in the studio, it all changed. We tuned it lower want to hold it around with it. Um, there's a, that whole section before the guitar solo with all those weird sound effects. I had no idea that was happening, but we're like, what if we just did it? And we did it, and it sounded awesome. So we just did it. Um, that was a fun one. A lot of experimentation went into that in the studio. Like, the solo, like, I usually like to, like, write out my solos, but that one was just like, okay, let's get in the studio. Um, since the format changed so much, I, this idea I had didn't really work anymore. So I was like, okay, we'll just figure something out. And I did. So I think... It was cool, but also it came out much more raw, where it's like it wasn't perfect, it wasn't finesse, it was just pay record and play. And I think that kind of adds some attitude to the track. Oh, definitely. The song's got a lot of attitude to it. To it I mean that in the, uh, the nicest way, in the best way, because, yes, it has that rawness to it. It really rocks your face off. So I, I, th I say that in the nicest way because um, it, it just, everything throughout, just it holds your attention and... Uh, I, I had it on repeat like the last few days up to this interview. Well, that's always a good sign. If you're listening to it more than once, if you want to go back and listen to it a second time, that means we did our job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. So uh, for the, the production team, you said uh, you guys worked with, like, uh, did they have like input into like the song? Like, do you say, hey, maybe you should try this or, you know, maybe just change this a little bit? Like, did they have input for that? Definitely. And I think that's kind of where we we were lacking um, before this because we would always record this by ourselves and no offense to us, but we don't know what we're doing. We're young and we've never done this before. So we're not gonna have the best ideas. And then you go to someone like Troy, who's been doing this for 50 years and has a lot more knowledge than us. And he's like, hey, 
I like that idea, but why don't you try this? And we're like, we would have never thought of that. And I think that's, that's really what made it different than before is having that, um, that input from three industry professionals that do this for a living and have done it for a long time. Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh, it, they have a, a wealth of uh, you know experience and knowledge, and uh, it just helps to get you know sometimes from people that experience to uh, you know kind of get a, a little bit different expect, uh, uh, perspective on it uh, that way to make the song better. Yeah, I agree. So, so uh, I definitely highly encourage everyone listening or watching. Uh, I will leave some links for the uh, Better Off and Abby K links in the description of this podcast as well. I got one more uh, thing I wanted to cover for the uh, music aspect, then we'll move on to the live show aspect. So I haven't asked this qu uh, question in a while. Uh, I started the season off, but you know, I try to circulate for my questions. So for you guys, uh, if you recorded what you considered to be the most perfect single, but it was never released, would you be content knowing you recorded it or do you want it released? I would want it released, I think. What about you? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. Because hmm. a part of it's like, well, you put the effort in, you want to release it, but also like, is the intrinsic value of the art the fact that it was made in the first place? No, no, we probably put money into it, put it out, put it out. Yeah, we funded it, put it out. Yeah, if you're gonna like spend the money to go to the studio and and record something that's like absolutely amazing, get it out there. Because what's the point? Like. I mean, I, I see the I see the point. Okay, Diego's about to yell at me because he's, he's a very like sentimental person. That it's the art and it's creative and it's good for your your soul. But like at the same time, I I know the song. I know what it sounds like. I want other people to sound like, or hear what it sounds like. Especially if it's perfect, amazing. If that's the thing that's gonna get us to the top, I'm a very business person. Diego is a very Artsy fartsy. I don't want to say emotional, but he feels things more. <laughs> so I'll say something and he's like, whoa, it's about the music. And I'm like, it's about the music, man. <laughs> and like, we but how does corporate greed affect us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I got you. There, I mean, there's no real right answer that's really like how you, how you feel on that. I, I always ask, I know, again, that's a little bit of a challenging question, but uh, I think it, it's just, it's just really cool um, just to hear like, musicians different perspectives on that but from what uh, a lot of a lot of them said if you're gonna put if you're gonna spend time recording in a studio it costs a lot of money so you should just put it out because you put a lot of money into it but i do see the other point of you know if it means something to you you know then you know that's that's how you know then it doesn't necessarily have to get released that's the value in itself Exactly. So I'm just curious about you guys. I haven't asked that question in a while. So I, I'm just curious what you guys think. Moving on now to the live show aspect. I did want to talk about that because I know you guys have been playing a ton of shows uh, last year, 2022. And I know you got some more shows lined up. I know you got some shows with my friends Wild Street as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so for you guys, uh, do you have a favorite song to perform live? Oh, man. I have a least favorite song, but... <laughs> um. Honestly, I would say 99 degrees Celsius because, like, in the live version of that, I get my little bass solo, my little moment to shine, um, and then it goes into, like, a hard and heavy breakdown, and that's always really fun. Um, yeah, I would say 99. 
I would say tentatively, currently, it is 99. I think once the single and some of the album comes out, it's definitely going to change. But as of right now, it's 99 degrees. He also has a least favorite song. It's the same as mine, but we'll keep yeah. that to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds good. I did I did not ask for that, but uh, I, I completely understand. <laughs> All right, so uh, as I mentioned, you guys got some shows at Wild Street coming up. Uh, have you performed with Wild Street before? Technically, no. We've performed with Eric Jake before um, on New Year's Eve, actually. We did a show with him here in Nashville. Um, but we've started working with their uh, booking agency, Beyond. And so we're doing a whole tour together in April. All right, right on. I, I, hopefully, if you're coming to my area, I definitely, definitely uh, want to see you guys live. Uh, so how did, how did you meet uh, Eric and uh, Jen? I guess just kind of ran into each other on Twitter, maybe like four or five years ago. Um, we've just been following each other for a long time. And then I think I reached out to Eric like maybe two years ago now. So like after three three years of following each other, I was like, hey, we should do a show together. He was like, yeah, talk to this person. Um, and it just never really lined up until Eric was coming through Nashville and he DM'd me on Instagram and was like, hey, I'm going to be here for a long time. Let's write. Let's play a show. And we did have a co-write. We wrote two really good songs and then we played a show the next day together. So that's kind of when we made the in-person connection. Oh, no, right on. I've uh, obviously I've interviewed Eric Jake and I've seen, um, you know, seen them live a few times as well. Uh, always really cool. Uh, real, real cool guy to uh, chat with as well. Yeah, absolutely. So last thing about the live show I wanted to cover, and then I got a few more before we wrap up. Uh, obviously, as I said, you guys toured very extensively last year. Uh, but like, throughout, throughout your music career, what are like some of the coolest or mo most unique venues uh, you've performed at? Oh. Amplified. Yeah, Amplified Live in Dallas, Texas. That was a really cool venue. Um, it was, yeah, it was outdoor. It used to be called Gas Monkey, so I know a lot of yeah. people were like, hey, Gas Monkey. Yeah, um, um, yeah, but it was an outdoor venue. It was freezing. Oh, yeah. We about died, but it was a really <laughs> cool venue. And they had a restaurant inside, and they had delicious ground beef nachos. Just oh. saying. And you know, I have a weird story there. Um, some woman, like, was drunk and was like, oh, my gosh, I want to kind of touch your hair. And she just started touching my hair. It's like, you have great hair. And it's like. You can't just do that. Well, that's an interesting story. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, I, I was I was gonna say that. Uh, I so would say though, my favorite venue that we've played uh, is every year we for the past couple of years we've been playing at the Orange County Fair up in Middletown, New York. And last year we actually headlined, and not even the stage. The stage is great. It's probably the biggest stage that we play. But the backstage area, I did a whole tour of it on my YouTube channel. Go check it out. Um, it has, like, the foosball tables. It has an Xbox. Um, they give us, like, all kinds of, like, food and drink and showers. It's, it's like, the biggest backstage that we've ever gotten. <laughs> so that's, that's one of my favorites to go to. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're bigger than you are. Oh, that sounds really awesome. I know um, 
uh, I, I will put the, the link for the YouTube video in the description as well for people to check yes. out. Uh, but no, it's so cool. And like, there's like a, like an actual like backstage show with, you know, amenities and stuff like that. I know I, I covered a show at the Hi-Fi back in October in Indianapolis and they yeah. had like a foosball table. They had a pool table. They had Pac-Man machine, like arcade machine. Mm -hmm. And they had like a, um, uh, a cinema room, like a big screen and, uh, those comfy leather chairs. So I, I, uh, I was like, I was very impressed with, uh, with that. Uh, so that that was really cool. I really like that. Uh, but yeah, when it, it's always cool when they have actual like nice stuff for the, for yeah. the musicians being in backstage. So um, it, that sounds really awesome. I, I honestly, for all the shows I cover, I rarely run into something like that. Yeah, no, especially at the like lower level of touring. I mean, it's exhausting because we don't have anyone working for us. We don't have anyone setting up our stuff or driving. Like it's all us. And then we get to the venue, and it's like there's a couch that you don't want to touch so it but sometimes you run into some really good venues and mm -hmm. that's always well appreciated at this level when you're you're always tired because you're always the one working so oh for sure no it's it's uh it's a lot just to like i i go to i only go to like a few shows a month and like even that it's still uh, a little bit difficult, but for like a band who's extensively torn like you guys, uh, it's got it's got to be a little bit uh, strenuous at times or a little bit yeah. uh, tiring at times to just get to the venue or to tour mm -hmm. in general. Now, uh, last last question before we uh, start talking about the uh, the future plans. Um, so you guys have you have hope for Nita Strauss, Dorothy, as you guys said. Uh, who are some bands you want to perform with that you have not yet? Long term hailstorm i think we would be a really good opener for hailstorm i think both of our audiences are kind of similar um i think that would be business mind speaking that would be a really good decision for us to do um and then just like personally like obviously dream big iron maiden that's my all-time favorite band of course i would say that um and then more realistic for the next couple years i think um we would love to tour with diamante and also dorothy um again someone like i i really like pairing myself with like the females in modern hard rock i just i think our shows go really well together um diego probably has some other ideas that are not just females but that's just the way that i think um but some like I don't want to say like less successful but like lower level obviously higher than us but someone like Diamante as opposed to Hailstorm might be more realistic for the next couple of years all right on right on uh, very very great bands I'd love to see you guys uh, perform with Iron Maiden I think that would be awesome yeah I agree so let's make it happen yeah who's, who's ever watching listening if someone can make that possible would be much appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> Diego, how about for you? I'm like, I pretty much hit it, hit the nail on the head. I think, no, that was pretty much it. That was, that was all good. <laughs> Do you not have any ideas for non-female front bands? Uh, Cattle Decapitation. No. Sepultura. No. <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. No. <laughs> Vito. Great <laughs> bands. <laughs> I don't think that would be worth our, our, no, we would not fit the Democrat. Yeah. No. The Soulfly was just a great show, but also, like, 200 Stab Wounds was also playing, and it's like we were very much out of the Democrat thing. Great show, great opportunity, but we walked away 
without gaining anything. Yeah. Except for a, a great night. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of 200 stab wounds. So that's yeah. good. Um, honestly, no. Like, I, I agree with you 110%. Like, you know, a Hailstorm long term, Diamante coming up. Mm-hmm. I think those are a killer. Like, but, you know, even though we've already played with them, Nita Strauss, we would gladly tour with them anytime. Yeah. Drop anything we're doing. If Nita called me today and said, hey, I have these before she would even finish what she's saying, I would quit everything. And I would call Diego and say, hey, quit your job. And I'd be like, what, what, what's happening? Context, context. <laughs> Nope, no context needed. Just quit your job. Let's go. Quit your job. We're going. <laughs> well, I, I do hope uh, some of the uh, bands, uh, you know, you guys have the opportunity to perform with them. All really great bands you listed. Uh, even some other bands that you listed. I like how you said Cattle Decapitation first because uh, the DJ for my for another show on Super Cool Radio just played them on his show. So I, I, I was like, oh, that's, that's very, uh, very fitting. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing. Uh, before we go, what are the future plans for ABK for the rest of 2023? So we are announcing a couple tours this year. Uh, we're not going to be touring quite as much as last year. Um, we're going to really work on new music, getting that out there. Um, we are touring. Uh, all of March and April, we're going to be gone pretty much, like the entirety of those two months. So um we're going to hit it big early on this year in the spring. And then over the summer, I think we're going to work a lot on the online stuff and um, getting new music out there consistently. Cause that's something that the past few years we've been touring so much that it's hard to find time to not only like record and release, but also just write in general and get new material. So um, definitely going to focus on that this year. And then hopefully in the fall, we'll we'll pick back up with touring um probably a lot of touring in the fall so i can't say we're not going to tour at all this year because march and april are jam-packed and then hopefully this fall will be packed so right on i hope uh hope you have a great rest of the year you guys are already starting out uh really well with the new single better off so i'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh how the rest of 2023 goes for you guys yeah so as always great time hanging out with you guys thank you so much for stopping by super cool radio again uh maybe we'll have to do it again next february because it seems, yes, <laughs> seems to be when absolutely. we do it <laughs> I, I really appreciate hanging out with you guys all uh links for all things abby k will be available in the description new single better off available february 24th as well and uh well that's all i got so <laughs> i appreciate you guys hanging out with me hope you have a great rest of 2023 for abby k uh, of Abby and Diego. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.